0: Welcome to our podcast, we're here cause we like things, we're here to say some stuff, something that rhymes with things, we like all media, but sometimes far too much, so now it's time for us to hyperfixate on The Knife, a Swedish electronic music duo. Are we rolling now? Yes.
1: Yeah, great, alright, welcome back to Hyperfixation, or if this is your first time. Welcome to Hyperfixation, the show where it's your problem now, <laughs> for sure. Uh, so my name is Joel.
2: My name is Claire.
1: My name is Goldie. And we are going to be guiding you through one of my deep, deep rabbit holes of dopamine goodness known as The Knife today. So The Knife is a band. This is our first band Ooh, that we've ever done. Just the audio medium. Just the audio medium, um, which will be interesting to see how it translates to this format but we'll figure it out somehow (laughs) um and if we will actually have enough to talk about at the end of it but anyway so this is a topic this is one of the things I started this podcast for because I desperately need to talk to people about this band.
0: <laughs> this is your secret motivation. It the mask is. comes off. <laughs> it was
1: really just to make you all listen to the knife, <laughs> and then I know I have people I can talk to about the knife. I think I have suggested you listen to them about twenty odd times, Claire. Um, I don't remember. Every at time, all. <laughs> every time it slips through your head. Maybe I'm confusing like you so it with much knife spaghetti, party. possibly possibly but this is a band that i really it's interesting because we were talking to our sound guy lance a second ago he's like i've never heard of them like, you have though like you just don't know that you have i, love I guarantee like that. you that you know th- you know who these people are because i guarantee you you've heard one song at the very least mm-hmm. at some point they have featured in a lot they're actually they've got this cult following that actually has permeated quite heavily i think through content creators in general So you'll often find something written by one or both of these members of this band. So they're an electronica band. The brother Mm -hmm. and sister duo. Right. um, From Sweden. Yep. Uh, But the the sister, whose name I'll bring up now because I can't remember it. um, She's also got a uh, solo project called Fever Ray. Oh, I know that. Yes, which did the intro to the show Vikings. Um, The same song is also in Breaking Bad and also in horns the movie which i also want to do at some point
0: and so this they're in a lot of different stuff so my first question uh, i i know nothing about this band this is the first time i've heard of it yeah. um uh being a oh uh do they sing in swedish or in english or english both? right okay heavily accented okay um so being a european band that looks very quote-unquote european uh have they ever been in eurovision is my first question no
1: absolutely not they never would um they take themselves too seriously i suspect okay um so that's one of the things about the knife is the knife is one of those one of those bands they're an eclectic kind of um they're very much musicians that very deliberately and very vocally do it purely for the music um to the point where like one of their songs from their second album really blew up It was Heartbeats It was covered by Jose Gonzalez Which is why you've definitely heard it Because okay. that song is everywhere um, You probably haven't heard the original though yeah. Which is what these guys did You've heard the Jose Gonzalez version probably um,
0: it Was it a couple of ads and all of that? I'm pretty sure it's on If I'm remembering it right It's probably on like half my playlists uh, But again, the Jose Gonzalez version Yeah, the Jose
1: Gonzalez version of it When that blew up and they got huge amounts of attention from different people, they actually resented it so much that they started wearing masks on stage and like deleted as much of their social media presence as possible. So People did not know who they were. Um, When Jose Gonzalez's song was picked up to be an ad for Sony, for a TV, they were offered a huge amount of money for the rights to put it on that ad. And they only reluctantly did it because they wanted to start their own record label and they needed money to do it. That is the only reason why they allowed them to use mm-hmm. their music for anything. It's, I'm not glorifying this because I personally think musicians should be allowed to make a living kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't like, I'm not saying like, oh, they're doing it. They're like, they're real musicians doing mm-hmm. it for the love of it. But they're very passionate about that. The only thing they want to do is make music that they want to make. Mm-hmm. They do not care about anyone else's agenda or anything like that they only will release an album when they actually have something interesting to release, mm-hmm. which means their early couple, their, their time through the, their, they were active from about the noughties to the early, what is the latest one? Uh, Decade. 2010s? 20s? 2010s? Yeah, you just put a yeah. 20 in front of it. So 2010s is, um, so the, uh, the mid to early 2010s and most of the noughties they were active for. Um, and their releases got progressively less until officially they have disbanded as of their last album shaking the habitual in 2014 which Mm -hmm. we're currently watching like a live version
0: like thrown
1: up not one of them is on stage at the moment oh okay who the hell are these people they're just performers they do um so their live acts are like almost theater productions so they just they get a bunch of trained dancers and all of that, and musicians, and they get them to kind of act out each song. Also, a lot of their songs would be near impossible to play live, so they
0: have to change up some of it a little bit. Hmm. Um, I noticed, like, there was yeah. a... I googled some stuff quickly, uh, and this... Uh, I don't know if it's just a thing for this stage performance, but there's like, like, weird... It looks like a keyboard uh on stage but it appears to be more like a artificial cello that they've like strung yeah. up is that a thing of theirs or just for this particular this is thing? this particular their live stuff is particularly unique in that how they
1: have to present it because they could just have the dude because they're an electronica band so there's very little actual mu- musical instruments being played in their song it's like a lot of that electronic like we'll make this on a computer kind of yeah. stuff um, so they but they make it very acoustic for their live stuff, and I wish I had seen this performed live because um, this is a really it looks really cool. But mm-hmm. if anyone wants to watch this, this is on their official YouTube channel. It's the Shaking the Habitual um, live performance and basically it's they've taken one of their performances and uploaded it in, in its entirety. Mm.
2: Did they ever come to Australia?
1: Uh, they did. I missed it, I think during that time, which I'm very upset about because I did you, come to Australia.
0: Uh, were you aw- like uh, aware of the band before I was aware
1: of them when they came, but I don't check who's coming anywhere. Mm. Live music is not something I do very often. I have uh, some audio sensitivity, I think, which and I don't like crowds and that. Mm-hmm. So there's the environment of a live concert. And also I have to stand up for like two, three hours and that gets hard. And yeah. It's just they're not very comfortable experiences most of the time um the best live performance i ever went to was actually a slipknot in a massive outdoor venue because you spend the whole time kicking the shit out of people and for some reason that's better for me (laughs) um but also it was so intense that like i could ignore anything that was going on Mm -hmm. because i was like my final flight was constantly engaged (laughs) um as one of them jumped off like a 30 foot scaffolding into the crowd and that like it was nuts but this is a very different performance this is very artsy mm.
0: yeah it like exactly it looks that way yes <laughs> like <laughs> I asked because uh like my current favorite band's the Front Bottoms um who I <laughs> <Great>. since learned <laughs> have actually I didn't know that it was a bad that it was a, a crude name when yes. I first saw <laughs> I thought it was just an abstract thing and then I later yeah. found out that no that is actually slang for a vagina yeah and I was like band why did you call yourselves this in an interview and then in the interview they said because it's funny yeah. And I'm like great. I can't talk about this band with like a bunch of people now. When I hear it, the front bottoms, I just think of back to front pants for some reason. Yeah, like I like that's, that's where of,
1: my mind goes to begin yeah. with,
0: and then it goes to the vagina, and I'm like, uh. Oh. Um, but like, <laughs> I found out about them to like Spotify eventually. Like, interpreted my shit and recommended a couple of them to me. I loved it, and then I looked them up, and I looked up when they were touring, and it said, oh, they came to Perth. Six months before you knew about them. And I was like, fucking... goddamn it. But then I later went and saw them in Bristol.
2: How did you find the knife?
0: How
1: did I find the knife? It was in high school. I think it was through this. It was through Jose... I think it was through the path most people do. Jose Gonzalez did Heartbeats. I found Heartbeats. And from Heartbeats, I went into every other bit of it. uh, I think. And then... I liked them, but then "Shaking the Habitual" came out, and that blew my mind. That's, in my opinion, possibly one of the most underrated albums to ever been made. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why I want you to do to listen to it.
2: How many albums did they do?
1: Um, they have, they technically have five, but I wouldn't suggest you listening to one of them because it's, it's a collaboration with them and a few other people, and it's very ambient. Is probably the best way to put it. Uh, you can listen to it for sure, but it's not indicative of their broader work, I would say. Uh, which is true of most of their albums. None of, this is one of those bands where most, of, not one of their albums sounds like any of the others hmm. quite drastically. I don't know if you like that or not. I love that in a band. I don't know I know some people who are like no if I wanted to listen to something different I would listen to a different band I, res- I, I
3: know respect- who you're talking about yeah.
0: <laughs> I respect it um, and I think it's really good as an artist and a creator to do that um, but it does often mean that I'd be like cool I really like this band I'll listen to this album um, but I'm probably not going to listen to the others. And kind I, of thing.
1: I picked for this particular band that you will find one of those albums mm-hmm. and you will not like the others or you will be neutral to them. Yep. That's my expectation going into this for you.
0: I don't know your music tastes very much. I'm very uh, uh, folk, acoustic, uh, indie rock. As oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um. that like, But it's... well. Normally in high school, I always say that my music tastes very eclectic because I'd listen to like Frank Sinatra, big bands. I'd listen to the Ace Combat soundtrack mm-hmm. and Star Wars. Yeah. Then I'd listen to uh, Anima Yaguchi and like chip tunes. Uh, I'd listen to fucking all over the place. I listen to ABBA yes. um, just, and I still love all of that stuff, yeah. um, but like none of them would real. I'd never uh, hunt down a genre uh, in particular. Um, it's off like, my musical taste all came from the video game Life is Strange, pretty much.
1: I just think of Scar for you. Scar, and I, that's partly because you do it for the meme, I think, but it, you it also is. like it. I think I do really enjoy okay. Scar. <laughs> yes, okay. um,
0: I do it. I love it. Mo- not just for the meme, but the meme is great. Uh, like the like the the best way of describing Scar, I still have found is like uh, punk-, punk rock is the world. The world is broken, and I'm gonna fight about it emo rock <laughs> is the world is broken and i'm gonna cry about it and scar is the world is broken but i've got a fucking trumpet
2: <laughs> i thought you were gonna just um, say it's the perfect music for fallout
0: uh it is um and that uh that's a good brian david Gilbert uh reference and i highly encourage anyone to check that out um but yeah like uh i've listened to a like whole variety of music um i th- something that i do every artist should feel like they can make whatever they want to make And it's often a struggle to get to that point so the fact that these people uh even have the ability to consider turning down sony for something like that um like that's where every artist wants to be it's just unfortunate a lot of them can't be in that place yeah um what are you gonna say
2: so you said it was electronic but is there like a more specific subgenre that they cover
1: not really because each one sounds quite different um their first their debut album um which is on spot all of this is on spotify as well nice and easy for you Hmm. but um their debut album so uh, the sis their their names are i've got them up here you got karen and olaf de i believe it is uh how you pronounce it i'm probably getting that wrong sorry if i am um but they the sister karen corinne um comes from um an in a more traditional kind of indie band and their debut effort kind of shows that a little bit it's got a little bit more of an indie vibe to it um it would fit quite well with a lot of the indie girls going around triple j right now Mm -hmm. i think um and then so that's what their debut is like there's it's yeah very much it's a very interesting album which i can't really describe to you very well but it does feel indie is probably a better way of putting it more than electronica
0: Um, And yeah, you do say, uh, as well as at least for others, uh, they're an electronica band. Um, uh, The first thing that comes to mind is Daft Punk. Um, What are they like? Are they nowhere near it? (laughs) Not even close. Oh, I've
2: heard We Share Our Mother's Health because it was on the soundtrack made by the writer of uh, the Journey Into Mystery comic, (laughs) for his um, no it was for his sequel to Journey into Mystery which was Young Avengers Volume 2 he put We Share Our Mother's Health as the song for the mother monster that kept eating the Young Avengers
1: <laughs> yes so that's why I'm saying that these guys have influenced a lot of creators and a mm-hmm. lot of their work is in a lot of things you've probably at some point heard something that one of these two people have made mm-hmm. if you are into your kind of Geeky More kind of culty Kind of stuff And that yeah. sort of thing Yeah, I'm Even if you're not You probably have heard it At some point mm-hmm. But No one has heard Of this band still <laughs> And that's one of the reasons Why I want to get them out there um, I'll break down Each album If it works So I've already covered Their debut So mm-hmm. I want you to listen To four albums from there Which right. is about Four hours worth of listening Shaking the Habitual Is longer than an hour But it also has A few tracks You're probably going to skip Which are like 20 minutes long Of ambient noise <laughs> um, they they summed, They border on wankiness. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, these guys remind me of a die ant word if they took themselves way more seriously and made actual serious music.
2: Fracking fluid injection.
1: Yes, that's a fun one. Um, so you've got their debut, which once again, a bit more indie, bit probably one of the more accessible albums if you really wanted to get into this and you're not into more way... They get more way out as they release more albums, mm-hmm. I find um after that you've got deep cuts which is the one that they really broke through on and they really kind of hit the mainstream on this one sounds very tropical when they really
0: started coming to their own as the american yes. psycho meme goes it's got a very tropical theme to it
1: okay it feels it's very steel drums it's very like warm synth mm-hmm. you can imagine it being played oh it's almost
0: sorry it's almost vapor wavy so i could i could hear this on a donkey kong 64 level some of them yes some right. of
1: them um for sure you could do that um yeah you could pass this on's background could fit if you took the voices if you took the vocals out of it one of the reasons why i compared them to die antwoord is the female vocalist is despite being from a very different part of the world they have a very similar Timber to their voice at times mm-hmm. at times she definitely is a much better singer than you Landy. like i'm not gonna insult her by comparing the two as equal <laughs> okay. vocalists um but they have a similar ring to it and they're both kind of that high pitched kind of um i can't do it because my voice doesn't go that high <laughs> but we share yeah, a mother's yeah, yeah that one yeah it's very um it's very like that and it's their musical styling is like if Diane Award put more thought into how their music
0: would sound. In my opinion, unfortunately, I don't think I've heard of Diane Antwood either. Really, oh, really. Uh,
1: All <laughs> oh, right, it, that's one for future.
0: <laughs> like, it's not ringing any bells. I presume that I'll it's file another- that one away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I presume I like, this,
0: like this band as well. That like, if I look at a face, hear a song, I'll go, "Oh, it's them." You've
1: probably heard of Diane Award as well, but um in a different way they're in a couple of um the dude who made district 9's latest films and all of that um oh, okay. they're very trashy south africans right. as their aesthetic and i say that not as an insult that is literally their whole point <laughs> is they're part of the zeph movement which is i'm trashy isn't okay. it like
2: south african bogan it's
1: pretty much south african bogan kind okay. of cashed up bogan kind of look okay um but they yeah they're they're two very weird guys. You've got Ninja who's covered in deli- very shit tattoos mm. and looks like he's lived a bit of a hard life and Yolandi who just cannot stop showing her pussy to people. <laughs> um, seriously, if you Google her, you can probably find a picture of her pussy somewhere Gosh. because she'll just pull her pants down at like festivals and all of that. She's no, full it, into that. W- it works for um, Amanda fucking Palmer. They're big on shock value, right. um, Diane word is. And the knife is not trying to shock you. Okay, The I, knife is just doing whatever it wants to...
0: I like that a bit more. Diane
1: Wood is very constructed. Diane Wood, they're personas at the end of the day, I right. think. Um, they're not like that in real life. I've seen some interviews with Ninja where he is the most normal person on Earth. Mm-hmm. There's a story he tells about going to Kanye West's house, and they meet Drake, and he's like the most normal person of the two. Um, so he... Banana pudding. Yeah, but... The, the, wifey made banana pudding um Kim Kardashian they eat banana pudding and they're watching TV and Kanye just puts porn on like just without (laughs) even mentioning it and he's just sitting
0: there like what while they're like eating banana pudding
1: (laughs) just like what are you doing right now
0: Um, like I'm not gonna say that that's not a thing you shouldn't do with friends I think that watching porn together could be an interesting experience but that's not a first that's not a first (laughs) introductory it's not a first meeting meeting over banana pudding yeah that's not a first impression
2: doesn't he like call off a guy to um
1: to like, beat drake in yeah, a basketball yeah, game
2: and, like, the, yeah, guy, he like the guy like speeds there he gets like, a, like three tickets or something
1: he gets a ticket like he's got groceries in the car and all, oh so he's still, like just dropped his grocery shopping to come be it's bizarre but anyway we're getting off topic again but um, yeah so they remind so me a I- lot of Diane wood in that way right um but they're they're not trying Diane wood is trying to be shocking and it's trying to be very counterculture. The knife is not trying to be any of those things. It is simply trying to be itself, is what I get. Right. If that makes sense. Um there's no deliberate attempt to subvert going on, from what I can tell. It is they're just making things that don't that have never no one has ever sounded like them and no one ever will, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um at least I hope not. So it's um yeah, so very tropical. So deep cuts, very tropical. A lot of their bigger hits are from that song. Um, It is, if not their debut, that one will be the one that you like. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you'll like both
0: of them. So we've got the debut, we've got uh, the Tropical, Deep Cuts. Deep Cuts is the second one.
1: Third one. Third one is called Silent Shout. Silent um, Shout. Whereas, so where Deep Cuts sounds like it was made on a beach somewhere, I've heard Silence Shout described as, like, if they made it by tapping on crystals in the Fortress of Solitude.
2: That's definitely what the one song I know about yeah. them sounds like. It, All
1: right. It's very echoey, very crystalline, um, very almost wet sounding. I don't know how to describe it, but it's got this kind of... It was like it's made in a dripping cavern. Okay. If that makes sense. There's, like, crystals everywhere. Yep. Um... It's very cold sounding. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Like, but not in like an emotionless kind of way. It sounds like cold would sound. Right. It's probably the best way I can
0: put it. Um, I know there's a couple of tracks from uh, the video game Dear Esther, uh, which are coming to mind. Like, it literally has a moment where you're going through like a crystal, like, uh, pool cave kind of thing. Um, uh, But it's music, like, it's what I would expect to hear in a thing like that. So, um yeah i can I can guess as to what that might be all right it's it's really suffo you
1: have to see mm-hmm. I can't oh, yeah. I can't yep put all that right. in too much, but that's probably the best way I can describe it because I don't have the thing with the knife is I don't have very much of a frame of reference. I mm. can't say this sounds like this because nothing ever sounds like them. Mm. the closest thing that sounds like them is that their debut which I managed to equate to like a lot of indie aesthetics nowadays and it was made. 15 years before nowadays right so um it's yeah got a lot going on there but so deep cuts is that deep cuts was also very critically acclaimed they all were really yep but deep cuts didn't have the same level of mainstream exposure because it was not like you've heard we share our mother's health you won't hear that on most radio stations i guess um it's very manic sounding
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um it's a bit chiller uh, they're both pretty chill, but it's definitely probably their
0: chillest album. With so, I guess, with all of their songs, is the a broad thing. And you say that they change up all the time, so it's not right. going to be consistent. Um, but something that uh, will often draw me into songs quite a bit is uh, a song's given narrative or the story mm. that it's telling through the through the vocals, mm-hmm. uh, through the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any particular stories that they repeat or or you top, can get talk that about? vibe? Um,
1: they're very they're a political band, I would say. A right. lot of their songs. Are political. Okay. Um, they, you can make something out. You sound a lot like me in that you need to be able to make something out of the lyrics to enjoy a song. Does that sound right? Of,
0: often, yeah. Like yeah. Uh,
1: even if it's not what they intended, you need to be able to make something out of it.
0: At least, like make a picture of it. Yeah. Uh, like whether it's Some correct vague or not. Idea. Like yeah. uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like describing an album uh, of you can describe it until the cow's come home but until i hear it uh i won't have something that sticks in my head almost inversely sometimes with a song um like i will unconsciously paint a picture of what i think the song is about um and then i'll refer back to that when i think of it yeah um that's
1: yeah you can do that with them Mm -hmm. almost every band i like you can do that with because i need to do that right that's one of the things i need that's probably the big thing that i like in music i don't particularly care about genre so long as i can do that mm-hmm. so long as it can take me somewhere that's all i need and these songs can do that to me cool. so there you go all right and um, then what's four so four, the final one on this one i want you to skip over um tomorrow next year i believe is what it is is that their fourth album the so that's the one that came after deep cuts right It's a collaborative project with a couple of other artists. It's very ambient and very experimental. Um, It's also not really... I don't consider it a knife album, (laughs) to be honest, as much as they might not like that very much to hear. Um, I consider it... uh, I don't mind it, but it's not really what I want to show you guys today. Mm -hmm. It's the least accessible thing they've made. I would say it's quite uh, different Um, and maybe a bit too different a way. But this, the last one is called Shaking the Habitual, which mm-hmm. is what we're watching now as a live performance. This one, I read a review once that said that this song's An- Anthony Fonteo, the, the dude from um, YouTube, the music dude. Um,
2: oh, that dude.
1: He described it as like catching a glimpse of um, a bird of paradise, like a peacock or something brightly colored through the branches of a tropical forest. And right. I would agree with that. Okay. Um, that it's it's got sort of the tropical vibe of Deep Cuts, but it's much darker. Um, it's very. It sounds very. It's like if you took Deep Cuts and you tortured it for two <laughs> years, and like this is what would come out of it.
2: So it's tropical yeah. goth.
1: It's um. That's probably a good way of putting it. Trop goth. It has possibly my favorite song ever on it. Um, mm-hmm. Which is the Two for an Eye, which is its opening song, um, and that one's all about capitalism. Right. So it's, it's got
2: a, a very vaporwave um, colours on the album cover. It
1: does. Um, this one also has a couple of tracks on it which are like very ambient, long. And look, if I'm being honest, if you skip them, I wouldn't blame you. Mm. I well, often do. Um,
0: I, I <laughs> so. actually do enjoy a, a couple of like ambient esque uh, bands mm-hmm. like. Uh, the Echelon Astronaut, uh, mm-hmm. no, the Echelon Effect and Something Astronaut. Yes. Uh, I, I merged the two bands' names together to make a playlist, and now I refer to the, both bands as the Echelon Astronaut, but there's the Echelon Effect and there's Something Astronaut. Yes. Okay. And they're all just like five minutes, ambienty sort of, okay. uh, synthy kind of shit. Then you might like Tomorrow Next Year,
1: mm-hmm. which is that one I suggested. I'm not putting it on here as something you need to listen to. Right. But if you chose to. Look for extra I've, credit. I'm not setting you a huge amount of time, especially considering you don't need to sit down to listen to this because it's an album.
0: Mm. Um, so, well, I would say that, like, yeah. uh, I do want to try and sit down and listen to a couple of these, mm. uh, if not all of them, because I think yes. that uh, it's something that isn't as much of a thing these days with po- thanks to portable media. But I know, mm. like, my dad's generation mm. would be like, "I've got the new album. I'm gonna sit down." Mm listen to the whole thing and just focus on it and i do like that as an experience it's it's rare to put aside time for it but
1: me too any thoughts or questions from you claire anything you want to add here
2: Mm. to be honest the fact that you brought up an album that was featured in that playlist has just put my mind back into loki mode okay
0: (laughs) oh dear (laughs) um so we, we don't, we've done we've had <laughs> we're your done time. with loki the this the conch of speech has passed to joel he's dead <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: no, he, but he always survives he does yeah no, i just um he's
0: always survived yeah, loki just, will return on this podcast <laughs> in season two No,
2: i just um is um i just uh the guy who wrote that comic he's very he's like a british kind of um He's very into that kind of 2000s kind of a little off beat, like a little off center music kind of. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just, so you've just put me in the expectation that it's all going to be like the kind of stuff he would put on his playlist.
1: It possibly will. Yeah. I have no idea who you're talking about, so uh, I can't tell that for you, but it could be. He's
2: this He's this guy, and he wrote Loki, and he also wrote this comic about like all pop stars actually being reincarnations of.
0: Oh, Wicked and, yeah, the, Wicked yeah. and the Divine? Yeah,
2: oh. of being like. Uh, mm-hmm. Various gods. Mm.
1: (laughs) I'm going to give you guys a couple of my personal favourites before we start. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Just so you can look out for them as we go. So I'm going to bring up each album and I'm going to let you know which ones that i personally found and joel okay. will
0: write these down and email them to me after the fact because i will instantly forget anything <laughs> uh, an itemized list doesn't work in audio format for me so we will okay. discuss it now and then you'll email <laughs> this to me afterwards oh, so if i don't forget it do uh, they uh,
2: have yes. any music videos that are worth watching
1: yes um so i would strongly suggest watching the "Tooth for an eye video you would like it in particular i think goldie okay it's very gender Ooh, <laughs> it's probably Ooh, it. agenda. Uh well it's got some interesting little it's it's just a nice video. Mm-hmm. Um their videos can vary, I think. Um another good one is probably Pass This On. Uh right. it's probably one of their other big ones. Um so I would look if you go to their YouTube, you can check out any of their videos that you would like. And I would suggest as a minimum, I would like you guys to listen to the four albums I just mentioned. Yep. If you wish to continue on to watching music videos and all of that, please do. Um, Because that'd be good. Um, You don't necessarily have to watch the live performance. I know exactly what song they're doing right now as well. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. Also, if you really wanted, they have. I lied when I said, maybe I didn't lie. I don't know exactly. But they've released, they very recently released a couple of new songs. Okay. Which is one of the reasons why they came into my head oh, again. Yeah. A manhood. Right. Manhood. Um, and a couple of other bits and pieces. I don't know if I like it yet. I haven't listened to it enough. Um, mm-hmm. But it got me back to, I'm like, hey, the knife. And I started listening to them again. And that's why I'm in this state now All right. that I'm coming. So, on.
0: once again, list the albums that you're yes. going to be
1: listening to. All right. So. Um, and the, is there
0: any given order or just.
1: Well, I'll talk about my songs afterwards, actually. How about that? Sure. Uh, as we go through it. Um i want you to do these in chronological order and i want you to keep in mind that spotify says that their debut came out a year after their deep cuts it did not so right <laughs> i came out five years before that mm-hmm. so start with the knife their debut i'll put yep. this all on the discord so it'll yep. be all right um so self-titled debut the knife followed by deep cuts followed by silent shout fought, finished up with shaking the habitual right sound good sounds good cool Maybe. And we'll go from there. Does anyone have any big things they want to clarify with me before we jump into this and fixate? I'm, I'm good to fixate.
2: No, I'm just keen to listen. Just keen I want to wanna hear more Kieran Gillen songs.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Let's do that then. We right.
2: might be able to predict what his next comic will be yes. about.
1: So this would be interesting to see what your responses are. We did make a decision when we started this podcast for the listener at home. That we weren't going to introduce things that we were certain that everyone else was going to hate. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, and I wouldn't be introducing this to you if I didn't think you could get something out of it. Right. But um, it can be a bit out there at times, so Mm -hmm. just keep that in mind. I don't expect you to come out of this having liked everything you heard, Mm -hmm. which, to be fair, is the case for most
0: bands anyway. Yep. But I guess in particular for this one, this such an experimental band. Yeah. Uh, like the Beatles as well People are like Oh like These ones are good What the fuck Were they doing here yes. Yeah All over the place yeah.
1: So what I'm trying to say here is I won't be offended If you come back and say Some of this was a bit No for me That's I, okay I don't yeah. think
0: With all of the topics we bring bringing yes. up in this podcast We should always go into uh, Thinking that The other two May just just be not their cup of tea and that's fine okay i
2: know i like at least one of their songs well enough so that's a good well that's a
0: good
1: start because that song is if you like that song you'll probably like a lot of their others
2: that's Um, a a good omen
1: but their mother we share our mother's health is a particularly good song um Mm. and it's yeah very invocative of vikings so (laughs) yeah anyway all right let's let's do it let's Let's rock and we're back after a very lengthy break between <laughs> an unexpectedly lengthy break, which may put, cause problems to recollection for people like myself, but yeah. we shall see how we go. We'll, yeah, we'll struggle through it. Yes, I. we had a couple of personal issues that led some of the, the gaps between the recording sessions we usually have are a bit longer. I had to pretty much redo everything <laughs> um, uh, this week, so... We'll see how we all go,
0: but okay, we're back. Mm-hmm. We're... We've listened to the knife. We mm-hmm. have stroked the its, knife, its the knife sharpened edge. We uh, have and let it wash over us. Indeed. How did you find the washing of the knife? Uh not my favorite knife. No, it's so. yeah, it's <laughs> the case. It, it's it's not quite my cup of tea. They. It is one of those bands that's got a little bit of something for everybody, which ends up. I wouldn't say that. I would um, say yes, that. No. <laughs> like, yeah, No. for a select few. <laughs> uh, you've seen the playlist that I made of uh, the best of, the, uh, to my recollection. Uh, there's a lot of good bops in there, but there's no real, like, f- foot tappers or shit that re- really rocked my socks off. All right. Uh, unfortunately. What's your views here, Claire?
2: Overall, I like them. I was mainly listening to them at work, and, like, I didn't get the urge to skip any songs, well, except the really long ones. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> or like switch to a different artist so it was like i could it was like yeah i can listen to this this is good but it wasn't like there wasn't any songs where i was like oh my god i got to listen to this until i hate it kind of thing
1: okay cool so we got one kind of all right and one kind of not really your thing yeah sort of thing all right this is probably the first episode i think we've had where people have we haven't universally come out liking the thing, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly you did pick a pretty album i did yes i didn't I did go into this with the expectation that people might not yeah be so into
0: it um yeah, like I listened to a lot of it. there were a lot where I was like all right if if I were listening to this for pleasure, then I would have skipped off uh, and gone to something else and smashed through the tracks. I did listen to all of them uh because uh that is uh it was this was research yes. uh it demanded my respect if i were to bring up some other weird ass albums i would i hope that you guys would do the same so i yes. thought no it is my patriotic duty to to listen to all of these i hope this wasn't a chore
1: yeah it that was a little, that, that it was, was too much yeah. of a force for anything that you said i don't afterwards. want to be
0: mean but it's not my thing <laughs>
1: not your thing that's fine that's all good that's fine so um I guess where to start with this I don't want to go through track by track Mm -hmm. because
2: album by album
1: album by album seems fair um around it that phone is sick (laughs) yeah thank you um I'm just going to bring up my Spotify so I can keep track of different track names because there is a lot and I listen to a lot of my music I usually listen to either when I'm painting or when I am in the car and in this particular... Neither of those are particularly good for... Hmm, what song is this? I'll just go check because I'll probably die.
2: I found this pretty good for um, listening to at work, or at least some of the albums.
1: Some of them are good for background. From my own experience, listening to all of these, I actually found out... Um, I think in the intro I said my favorite was Shaking the Habitual. That's probably my least favorite now. Because <laughs> what I kind of found was... What I realized when we watched Relistening was... I like the first four songs of that album and i stopped listening after that Mm. and because i like those four songs more than any other song on any other album i said this is my favorite but but as a whole this is probably my least favorite Mm. album i um
2: i decided at first that my favorite was actually the first one yeah but then when i like then we had that big break where like we had to cancel (laughs) our our re-thing so i then had to go back and re-listen to them (laughs) Um, to remind myself what they all sounded like. And then I w- couldn't decide if it was actually my favourite or if, like, the second or the third was my favourite. So I'm yeah. not sure anymore.
1: There's a few, I guess. Um, out But, of yeah, all- it's not the fourth. No, it's not the fourth. <laughs> out of all of them, was there one in particular that stood out for you, Goldie? Uh,
0: album-wise, like... Not in particular. Uh, I know that the second one, with its more, with the bloopiness, with the Donkey Kong 64 sort of. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. It is very Donkey Kong 64.
2: I actually thought it reminded me of The Sim City.
0: Yeah,
1: it did have mm-hmm. some video game vibes in general.
0: Um. Like, uh, I, I would go to a concert of that. Um, it was just really interesting because it's, it's not something I hear a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. Because uh, 'cause I'd hear that sort of shit in Vaporwave or Chiptune, um, as a like, aha, look at this thing. But this wasn't that, it's no, this is what's Donkey Kong. Like <laughs> I imagine that if I were to tell the knife, Oh wow, your album sounds a lot like uh, sort of midi uh, early two thousands, late nineties, early three D monkey games, and they go, What? No, I don't I
2: think they I think they'd agree.
0: <laughs> I think
1: they would be happy with that. Okay. The the video game influence in the first two in particular, to me, was not something i remembered a mm-hmm. huge amount of and th- i noticed it a lot more like a lot of this stuff is very like almost video gamey or very kind of role play very like it's a bit nerdy i felt like yeah. i was
0: yeah. on a dolphin a very low poly dolphin across an incredibly low poly sea in a sunset in a yes. flat skybox yeah uh, with, yeah, a, with like... a, a number of lives and points yes.
2: some of it did remind me a bit of vaporwave
1: yes it was very for me. There's bits and pieces in the second that remind me a lot of Ape Escape. Oh, although what it, what the soundtrack. It,
2: what it really made uh, made me think of was Weirdcore.
1: Weirdcore. Yeah, because <laughs> Weirdcore. In fact, um, <laughs> some of the
2: some of the Weirdcore compilations I sometimes listen to did have. I, I just realized some of them have Knife songs in them. Ah, that's nice.
1: Yeah. What is the definition of
0: Weirdcore?
2: core
0: uh... Def- I think I <laughs> I've other than being just, weird, <laughs> I've only just heard of it. And I assume it's just that. Yeah. No,
2: it's got a more distinct kind of. Um, Thing to it, it's like it's like a mix of like dreams, retro video games, and just a vague sense of unease.
1: That sounds fair. Yeah, um, I would say pass
0: this on, probably, cats to that. But we will getting to, uh, I just on but- the side. I absolutely love the ever fractaling of subgenres of music in particular. I love the techno, and then. And then you get another layer in and then you get another layer in and like three layers deep, you finally get to Vaporwave, which itself has like nine sub layers I, I, I love that. it too. Um, I love the the crazy specific sort of names and eventually it gets down to like there's just one song that is this genre, um, but hey, it could be more.
2: That's like part, partly what inspired my website because I just wanted to make a system where I could like map out the different <laughs> engineers of weird, weird like songs and aesthetics.
1: Yeah jesus there's if when for my 30th recently i had um a kind of emo themed funeral for my youth because i turned 30 (laughs) Wow. Um, yeah and i asked people to put together an emo playlist and i had to go through and go like no 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 (laughs) like what the fuck do you people think is like emo (laughs) (laughs) it was just you guys don't understand genre at all and it's just And then people kept bringing up, there's a site that's, is it emo? And, like, almost everything you would consider emo is not emo according to that site. (laughs) And, like, bands you've, like, never heard of are... Like, My Chemical Romance, I don't think is emo according to them. Wow. When it's, like, the the forefront of the
0: genre. It's
2: only emo if it's sufficiently non-conforming.
0: Yes. Like, My Chemical Romance is probably, like, the baby core of emo, uh, but... (laughs) It's the entry
1: point. Yeah. But I don't think non-conforming emo isn't non-conforming necessarily it's emotional punk. it's emotional punk it's yeah punk is non-conforming I'm an emo kid,
2: non-conforming as can be you'd be non-conforming too if you look just like me
1: all oh, right i think i heard about half of that because all those words sounded the same and for some reason my brain didn't process that so
2: <laughs> never mind I'm gonna
1: leave that one there <laughs> but it's, i'm choosing to ignore that <laughs> so um yeah but i guess john I don't know what genre I would put this all in. I think it's. It
2: definitely feels experimental.
0: Yes. Like you put the experimental label right at the top. But the last
2: album is definitely experimental. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, you then, like, I'm. As much as I talk about it, I'm not actually uh, very well knowledgeable about uh, techno itself. And I know that if I were to point at something and go, that's techno, someone would go, no, it's not. Like, Um,
1: I would say techno is maybe not a great way of putting a lot of this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ugh like the last album made me feel the way el- experimental art makes me feel which is confused and a bit
1: uncomfortable s- <laughs> i think that was how it's meant to make you feel yeah. so it probably did its job there <laughs> but it's interesting how each of these is very different
2: yeah oh yeah like even the- i think it was the second yeah the second album like seemed to be a bunch of different genres
1: yeah the second one is definitely the least cohesive mm. Um, I would say actually maybe the first.
2: Should we go by through album by album?
1: Yeah, let's just jump into that. Let's do that. I don't even know. I think it's probably better to assign genre to albums as opposed to mm. the band. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to people? Yeah. yeah. Because if you try to assign genre to the band, there's too much variance. Um. So we'll start with the self-titled debut.
2: Yeah, I um, at first I thought the first few songs of this were like really kind of light and pleasant and easy listening then i looked up the lyrics and i was like oh
1: yeah some of these are a bit um not all of them but this is probably lyrically their saddest album Mm. i would say Um, i mean
2: all their albums are pretty sad
0: they all are pretty sad they're all pretty heavy if you actually listen to what they're talking about i actually have trouble really passing a lot of the lyrics in them um like it's part of the accent part of the modulation and just a lot of I can't really think of a single song where I really actually understood what what with a story of them. Are uh, the, any of the narratives?
2: I couldn't understand any of them, so I just looked the lyrics up, mm. and it was all like, "Oh, oh, like, oh, this is a light peppy song. I wonder what this is about. Oh, it's about suicide. Yes. Oh, this is a light peppy song. Oh, it's about the singer getting raped. Okay."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, the first one in particular. I think is the worst for that. They get more political mm. in theme. As you go on in their career, I find. Um, and oh a, yeah, like
2: the last one was basically all... All
1: political. Yeah. Um, and this one feels very personal. Mm. I think this one feels like something that someone straight out of high school would make. And I don't mean that as a criticism. It feels like a very kind of finding your feet yeah, sort of thing. And it well, sounds like that musically as well. Well,
2: some of the songs on there were from a Swedish movie about a girl in high school.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's literally one here called High School Poem, which was a good one of mine. Oop, don't want to play anything. Yeah, I think
2: that's from the movie, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it probably is, yeah. But it was good. I really liked the, um, the, the combination of like guitar mm-hmm. and turntable in that one. That was really nice.
2: Like, the, the first few songs on this, like lyrics aside, I thought were like very light and like easily listening. And they were just about t- a bit too light for me. I, I tend to prefer my my music a bit, um, like, musically heavier and harder, mm-hmm. which is why I think my favorite was um, I Take Time.
1: I Take Time. Yeah. I don't... I could probably... The thing with this... Oops, sorry. Don't want to play anything. The thing with this is... I don't remember names. I can probably remember how it sounds.
2: Like, the first few so I think it's, like, the yeah. first few songs, and then it goes, like... Um, I might have written down what it sounds like
1: I can play it for it's, a quick second.
2: It's thicker it's, I, I wrote down that it's heavier and thicker it's than. It's thick th- th- <laughs> th- like, yeah, yeah, I like thick songs um, I like a song that I, I wrote down I like a song that will beat me up and suffocate me oh, And wow. it's got some guitar-y kind of riffs in there Like th- the first few songs They didn't dislike them But they weren't really for me Whereas after that song The, the rest of the album Was more for me
1: yeah, I guess we could always put on a little bit if we need to remember as well. I can just play something for, like for a second or two. There goes our royalties. There goes our royalties. Uh, we could always just edit it out. Okay, so
0: I was what I was just doing for the last second or so, okay. I was going through my notes because I remember writing down uh, a couple of things as I was going through these. And I remember the song in the in the first one, uh, which is called Got To Let You, uh, is what my brain tastes like when I'm overstimulated. Okay. Like which song? album's that on? That's not uh, third, right? I think that is, second. uh Oh, that is Deep Cuts. Uh, deep
1: Cuts has got to taste you, I think.
2: Yeah. I know I wrote something down about that, but I'll talk about it when yeah. I We'll jump, it. In, we'll I jump in
0: a
1: second. Um, for this one, the first one around, I kind of like... I really like Kino.
2: That Yeah. Uh, that one I, wasn't so much for me. That was before I take time. Um, but yeah, the lyrics yeah. were way more... Way darker it's than wh- I expected.
1: For Kino? Yeah. Kino seemed... Always seemed happy to me. Well, yeah, it I thought a few happy. Ones yeah, I there. I thought it was
2: happy. Then I looked up the lyrics and I like I don't get this, but it doesn't feel comfortable. And then I looked up the song meaning and just like I'm pretty sure this is about someone getting raped.
1: Hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Are we thinking of the same one?
2: Kino is like the second or third song in there. It's right? the third. First, yeah, I think. Let me let me double check the lyrics. It's
1: got a very Japanese kind of like mm. vibe to it.
2: Yeah, I'm just gonna quickly look the lyrics
1: up. All right, never mind. That's well, what
0: we might actually do for some of these, is just to remind us, we can play like a bit of it, um, and and we can cut it out to avoid yes. any of the copyright strikes. Um, that would probably work. Uh, so we'll go all silence for a second, and then we'll mm-hmm. cut to. Oh wow, listen to that! Oh, oh. Okay. cool. Um, we well, could I'll do just
2: that. I'll just read you the lyrics if you want, Um, or some of them.
1: I don't feel like we need to. Okay. To <laughs> <Okay, so> be <being laughs> honest, um, I don't feel like we unless there's something in particular that stands out to you. I guess.
2: Um. I just like, if you look at the lyrics, I don't know, maybe, maybe like the people on the website were just, um, over reading into it, but I don't know they... given, given like the other songs, like happy songs in the album were also pretty sinister. And this is about like, um, it sounds like someone who's just like hanging around outside and then a guy comes along, knocks them down and rapes them in the snow. Like if you read the lyrics.
1: All right, I'll check it out again. Um, that's not how I got the impression of it all. Um, it struck me.
2: Or maybe it's about some kind of like weird Japanese legend about a girl that's turned into an animal. <laughs> maybe she gets. To, <laughs> like maybe how, she turns, those are two very different interpretations. Or maybe she well, turns into an animal in order to escape being raped. Maybe. Well, like she says, you
0: keep. I don't know. Like mythology, that sounds pretty. Mythology does that sort of stuff quite a lot. It so does. I but would. Like,
2: the first. The first. Um, that would be on brand for is, them mm. I heard a puff, I heard a blow I felt the ground, I felt the slow uh, I thought of linen and of lace I never really saw his face
0: uh, Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely sus Yeah, yeah that is a bit sus Alright, cool,
1: maybe that is that <laughs> um, So, yeah, this one's pretty full on But it, musically, it's probably my favourite
2: The first album? Or oh, the first the
1: fir- no, the first s- Kino Oh, that. yeah yeah. I guess We're getting a bit mixed up in our stuff here, yeah. I think so, um, what about any of the ones from this one that you loved, Goldie?
0: Um, well, I think we looked at it and... So, it's the one with the rising sun, right? Uh, the album album art? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was struggled to find a favorite, but the Neon Parade, NY Hotel, Hannah's Conscious and Vegetarian Restaurant mm-hmm. all ended up getting into this. Um, again, like, uh, it's pretty difficult. It was pretty difficult for me to pass together what the narrative was for each of these but i remember that they're either like decent bops or were nice uh kind of backgroundy sort of stuff um tell tell me a bit more what you mean about the narrative well listen with a lot of songs like i'll be listening for what the story is there's a one of the sea shanties that we've learned at the pub uh i've learned is uh through listening to lyrics and like learning them is about a man who uh has lost all of his crew at sea decides to swim out to sea to kill himself to return to his crew he finds the ghostly forms they say uh while their smiles speak of deaths full of struggle and strife their smiles uh tell me uh th- that i don't owe them my life then the man decides not to kill himself and instead lives all of the days through it what That's, shanty is that that is uh i'll have to while you look it up yeah.
1: i'll explain the context so we go to a shanty club uh first monday of every month where we hollow and hoot to some shanty boots stomp and stamp we stomp and we stamp uh, it's good fun I was just getting the shanties we do yeah. an episode of shanties sometimes my yeah,
2: favourite sh- shanty is the vegan whaler the <laughs> the
1: vegan whaler is good, good. Yeah. I like Sam's Gone Away that's really fun
0: the only reason I'll I don't like the vegan whaler as much is that it's not on Spotify it's a guy's original creation <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I can't listen to it when I want no Um. so this the one I'm talking about is Bones in the Ocean um, right. I'll look it up uh, but yeah like so listening through to that and learning like the the setup for the story the, the conflict and then the resolution um, when I was listening to a lot of uh, the Knife songs like it's, it was difficult for me to first of all just l- literally understand what the words were being said mm-hmm. either through the accent or through the modulation then a lot of the time what I did pick up didn't match the emotions that the music yeah. was sending to me so yes. like the song I know the most out of all of these uh, is uh, Heartbeats because I love the Jose Gonzalez cover of it Um, and I've listened to that cover of it a million times Um, listening to the Knife original obviously the lyrics are the same but the emotion that I get from it is so incongruous to what I thought the lyrics were trying to tell me that it's i can't understand what the song is what story the song is trying to tell me at that point
2: yeah mm-hmm. I, I i in for deep cuts for the song um girls night out in deep cuts i just wrote i have no idea what emotion this song is expressing but it sounds good
0: girls nights out
2: yeah
1: you gotta get no boys no boys no boys allowed Oh. Um,
2: <laughs> i think it's a bit more complicated than that given the sound of the song and some of the lyrics
1: quite possibly but yes um let's is there anything else we want to say about the first album?
2: Um, I like, I thought that Reindeer would be a really weird addition to a Christmas playlist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's um, a good take. I like that.
2: Yeah. And like, I, I, I think I quite, I like New York Hotel. I said it was eerie and sad. I also noted yeah. down that for all but the fourth album, I think like the last song on the album is like much more conventional than mm. the other songs preceding it.
1: Usually. Yeah. yeah. I find. Um, so that is quite true. Because it's vegetarian restaurant to finish off which mm. I think is entirely instrumental yeah it's a good instrumental as well mm-hmm. it really gives you the feel of a nice warm vegetarian restaurant <laughs> which I like um so this one's a lot more Indian sound mm-hmm. I think you can definitely see there's a bit more there's a bit more guitar in it yep there's a bit more like I don't wanna say real instrument like there's some kind of, I don't wanna gatekeep instruments no. and say and all that, but it uses a lot more like conventional, your instruments, conventional instruments rather than just creating stuff on a computer. Pots and pads thing. and strings and Yeah, that kind of thing. Bits and pieces. Uh so that's that. Um do we wanna rate each album? Or do we wanna to...
2: Uh it's a bit hard. Yeah, I right. <laughs> fine.
1: Let's uh let's right, jump into it.
2: I could give a final thought in that I I initially thought it was my favorite, so I'm just going to go with that because I, I, I didn't know anymore.
1: <laughs> okay, sure.
2: I, I like the second half of it a bit more.
1: What did you like about this compared to the others?
2: Um, that's a hard question. Um, I think... Uh, oh, wait, no, I, I know. it's. I think, like, the others... Like, the others, I had songs on there that I actually liked a bit more hmm. than the songs in on this one, but I think I like more of the songs in on this one. Fair enough. So yeah. it's
1: it's a more consistent effort yeah. for you yeah all right sure any final thoughts on this one goldie
0: not particular honestly and i'm sorry to say this but a lot of these kind of just blurred together a lot That's okay. even, <laughs> when, even when i was listening to them i was trying to be active active listener and taking notes mm. i don't really have a lot of final thoughts for them i think a lot of my commentary is just questions overall for the, sure. the band and their style as well i don't have as as finer points of commentary as i usually have sure. the, the
2: emotion in this uh, elicited in you was question mark
0: Yes, that's actually that's actually a pretty good way of putting it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair o- enough. Of not discussed, of curiosity. Sure.
1: Um, and so I guess next up we have got deep cuts. This is probably the this is the one that really got them big. Mm. I guess this is the one that really kind of blew I can, through.
2: I can see why Heartbeats was their breakout song because yeah. it was like a lot more conventional than pretty yeah. much everything else they've done.
1: For sure, it's also probably one of the happier songs, even though yeah. it's not. Yeah. This <laughs> is yeah. a thing. Um that said uh there's one you take my breath away is pretty
2: Oh uh, yeah I wrote down It's pretty down,
1: unabashably happy.
2: I wrote down um you take my breath away and then I put next to it oh so that's why it's called down the knife and then I wrote down next to it oh deep cuts. Yes
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> The layers.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a few there's layers to it all everyone.
2: Yeah I think um you take my breath away is probably one of my favorite songs by them.
1: Yeah, I didn't like but I don't think I listened to this very much until I listened to it for this. And I'm like, mm. God, this is a fucking banger. How do I not know about... You know, how yeah. have I missed this all this time? Um, it has a weird middle verse. Like, their guest vocalist... I don't know if it's like a translation thing or something, but the I way act- that she kind of writes her lyrics is simultaneously very catchy and also really strange.
2: Yeah. Although yeah. I think this song, the lyrics of this song made more sense than a lot of their other... Yes, they did. Like, the it's message. It's just,
1: just about being good friends... Quote unquote friends, I think possibly slightly more than that,
2: oh, I thought it was about um like music,
1: it's about the two so the the guest vocalist they have is the lead singer of another Swedish band, and mm-hmm. it's about the sole song is about their relationship,
2: okay, or well, yeah. is it like they went to a show and
1: well they is they both both their verses talk about their. How they met or their first interactions with each other. Oh,
2: because I, I interpret it like the knife was meant to be like the feeling of music. Like...
1: No. Well, <laughs> <'cause>, dude, <laughs> it's a lot more literal than that. Uh, so the first... Yeah, both of the first verses from each of them mm-hmm. detail their first experiences with each other. Because the nice vocalist goes to the other person's show. Yeah. Um, and kind of sees, sees them there. And then the first four power show vocalist, who's the guest, talks about how they heard him on the radio in the car. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, That, well, yeah. Like, that guy inter- I thought they're talking about the music, like mm. the experience of each other's music. Probably. Yeah. It's
1: probably a lot of that mixed together. Yeah. Yes. But, like,
2: no, but I thought, like, because when they, they could talk about a knife in the music, and I thought, like, the knife was meant to be, like, um, like the feeling of like because the music cuts you like a knife kind of thing
1: it probably does it does i would say this does cut you like a knife yeah it, they're well named this this is one thing i think we can all agree upon this has probably left us with a bit of an impression one way yeah or another.
2: well well, yeah well i was confused as to why they call the knife until i listened to this song okay sure yes. great
0: well bands don't have to be named anything for any particular reason yes they do my, favorite-, right, sure. <laughs> okay. my favorite band has the worst naming story uh, and I hate it. Uh, I went to see this band after I discovered them on Spotify, uh, and I went to go and see them in Bristol uh, all the way across in the UK from Australia, uh, and I kept telling all family and friends, oh, I really love this uh, folk rock band that I found out about, uh, and they're the Front Bottoms. Uh, <laughs> and I love that name. At the time, I figured that that was just an abstract series of words of like the top upside down or the something something, and I thought, oh, okay, cool. So I had... No no clue that it was actually slang for a vagina <laughs> uh, And then uh, After I found that out Realized I'd just been blurting this off And wore, wearing a shirt saying the front bottom's everywhere uh, I then went up and looked up What? Okay band, why did you name yourself this? They went, because it means vagina <laughs> <laughs> And that's it yeah. and I'm like, you fucks, I love this And I can't talk about your polite company Because you named a band a stupid fucking thing Sure you can <laughs> Who cares about polite company nowadays? <sighs> Not me as much as I get on I older. mean,
2: I I think from the contents of this podcast you could tell that Yeah, <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um but yeah, so um, Heartbeats, they're very different to Jose Gonzalez's very
0: version. Very different. Um like it the the Jose Gonzalez version is this soft melodic um intim- like you're intimate in a warm room with a fire yes. uh, fire burning, uh you may have like lost lost a love and uh, or you're trying to find someone. It's this heart loneliness uh slash comfort bittersweet the the knife version however is this up and pop peppy sort of (laughs) shit it's like a clown dancing in your face saying aren't you a lonely fuck kind of thing and it's such so dichotomous i always
1: got that it was um it's i think it conveys kind of a sort of nice longing like a a kind of comforting sort of like remembering of a good time is how i always got their version of it uh more than it was it does have a sadness to it because it is Mm -hmm. about like a former relationship sort of thing but it is about remembering just a really nice night and i think i have a similar situation i relate to this song a lot because one of my first um relationships was online Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of that kind of early intimacy there and we were never, ever, ever going to work out mm-hmm. uh, in any way, shape or form. In retrospect, at the time, it seemed like the most important thing in the world. And I still, even though it didn't work out and there was pains around that, it is still a very nice memory for me, a very nice formative mm. memory for me. I don't consider it like, oh, you're, now, you're lonely now sort of thing. It's mm. more like, hey, this was nice while it lasted. That's kind of what I get from Heartbeats and that's why I think it's probably one of the happier songs as mm. a result
0: like I, yeah I,
2: I can't remember off the top of my head what it sounded like but I remember having similar thoughts to what you're saying like yeah. not, not the personal thing but like this is like happy but not
1: yeah. Mm. it's a little bit bittersweet which I think makes in a similar way to like something a little bit
0: bitter can co- co- make something sweet better Oh, I'm, it's like a, I'm a big fan of bittersweet if you go into my Spotify like that's why folk music has a lot of that I, any acoustic uh, uh like acoustic guitar a strange female vocalist uh and nothing else and it's just all of that and it's bittersweet it's longing it's mournful it's like that's just my shit to a t yes. so i i am i love that i love that's the that sort of tragedy that one of my favorite songs of the year was like someone talking to a lost love of theirs of saying uh i oh, remember this really cool time we were never going to work together yes. um and you need to make sure never to pick up the phone when i called you because i'm going to be drunk out of my mind and if if we just said that we were never going to meet again uh when we broke up then that would be great i'm a horrible person now because now i'm longing for this thing that obviously we we're never going like this whole this whole thing
2: that's sounds familiar what was the song uh
0: again i'll have to
2: find it again
1: Wow, a lot of looking up <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> to yeah. that's. How I Oh
2: it, was, it wasn't like Nick Cage song or anything, was it? Uh, no, no, okay. no. no. I swear, that I've heard sounds like Nick Cave. Yeah, I must. Yeah. Be, there must be another Nick Cave song with the same lyrics. Yeah. Um, I, I saw I found what you like. I got what you said about it sounding tropical. <laughs> it sounded tropical, but at the same time, it didn't sound warm at all. No, like it's really weird.
1: Yeah, it's a interesting little. This album goes between that kind of tropical vibe towards like almost video gamey but, almost bit toony at times
2: yeah, but it like i don't yeah. i don't know if it's like the accent It's weird because um they say that you can't hear accents in singing but you absolutely can especially yeah. in this game absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, who says um, that i don't know someone said it when, okay. but like um like there, there are some singers where when they sing you can't hear their accent but you definitely hear the accent in this one like oh, yeah. like
0: lordy is the famous example mm. of uh you hear her sing uh and you mean lord uh we call her Lordy in my family okay sure <laughs> okay uh you you hear her singing just a beautiful uh, english vocalist mm-hmm. and then she starts speaking going, oi god voice the yeah. fucks up all <laughs> <laughs> like, so um, yeah.
2: like garbage the singer from that scottish and she doesn't sound scottish at all when she sings
1: i think you can sing without an accent mm-hmm. but you can definitely sing with one as well yeah. and they definitely so I do think, here yeah mm.
2: but i like I, I don't know if it's because of the scandinavian accent but it just I don't know. It just felt so cold the whole time. Even though there's really tropical instruments. It just sounds... It just Everything about it, their music just feels so cold.
0: Uh, so that one I was... Just, the, the song sound. I was describing earlier is Best Intention by Hodera. Um, I'll play it for us later. Uh, yeah. It became my favorite song of 2019 or... No, 2020. Sure. Um, yeah, it just has a really nice crescendo to it. That's but We're nice. not here to talk about Hodera. I, even sure. if
2: it didn't feel cold, no, no point did it make me feel warm.
1: Sure. I feel... Parts of this that make me feel a bit warm. Um, definitely in this album more than any of the others. Mm-hmm. This is definitely the warmest. This is like a Scandinavian yeah. summer. It's not <laughs> particularly warm. But in comparison, yeah. it is warmer yeah. <laughs> than a lot of other stuff. Um, That's it. That said, some parts of Shaking the Habitual feel oppressingly hot.
0: Yeah. Like, I could... almost
1: like too much. Like you're in a room where there's like no. I would like to rephrase. I think I described. Shaking the habitual as like a dark sided version of deep cuts. Yeah. I actually feel like it's more like getting lost in the jungle because some of it's beautiful, but most of it is terrifying and oppressive yes. and hot. <laughs> I like think most it's... of it was terrifying. Yeah, like,
2: I-, I can't think of it. Well, maybe one song I on know there wasn't like kind of.
1: Ugh. <laughs> we'll get into that yeah. down the track. A couple of other bit ones on this one that I liked. Girls, passes on is such an interesting song because it's so... That's the it's really vague, tropical one, right? It's really tropical. It's so vaguely unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about it where it's got this... On the surface, it's a nice song about mm. having a crush on someone's brother. But it's a little... There's something about it which is just a little bit off.
2: And in the music video, like... What was... Like in the music video, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't understand what, like, I, what the point of the music video was.
1: I think the music video, a comment on the music video, which I think kind of sums that up one, that one up well. Uh, for the people, I'm going to assume most people have watched along with what we've kind of asked mm. them to do here. But the basic gist, um, it's basically like a karaoke hall kind of thing. And eventually. I don't think it's a karaoke It's hall. something like that.
2: I, I think it said in the, um, that it was meant to be a meeting of the football club.
1: Possibly. Yeah. Well it was funny, anyway. Um well, it was look cool at least. Um but it someone mentioned that it's kind of like all these different people from all these different walks of life and they kind of come round around like the song, if that makes sense. They all just start enjoying themselves around it a little bit. But it's also got a heap of it's just dripping with sexual tension the whole time. Which is really
2: But like at the end awful. the last person who doesn't join the dancing i think is meant to be the singer and she's like i don't know she looks like uncomfortable with the whole situation or like
1: i didn't get any of that <laughs> i don't know you seem to be reading a lot of discomfort into a lot of all of this I don't and i, I don't ever get any of that.
2: <laughs> this band made me uncomfortable all
1: right what did you watch any of the music videos
0: <laughs> no i didn't uh <laughs> watch a lot of those now
1: all right Thought um,
2: we were supposed to
1: it was on there, but that's okay. Was, oh, that is, <laughs> to be fair, a lot of this
0: seemed like a slog for you, so I won't hold <laughs> it against you. That, that's all right. Um, but I guess like other questions I have, something I did do, uh, I went around to everyone I know yeah. and I asked them, have you guys heard of The Knife? It's apparently this band that's done a lot of shit uh, that hasn't uh, gotten a lot of mainstream recognition. Do you know them? Everybody said no. Everyone, that's I it. Everyone says no. And I asked a lot of people who are like big into musical yeah. and like historical uh, not just like modern uh, type shit like, but have gone across yeah. a lot of genres and stuff no one said uh, that they'd ever seen yes. it how did you how did I find out yeah, about yeah how did this? you get into this if uh, no so one else
1: has I think I got through it's a hard thinking and it's not that no one else has I
2: think you went yeah. over this in the he, first session I
1: did I think yeah. it was I think through Jose Gonzalez's cover and I was like oh it's a cover of this I'm like wow this is way better mm-hmm. um, than the, not that I dislike the Jose one and I just kind of went from there. So I don't, I wouldn't the thing about the knife is as you've mentioned, if you ask the majority of the people you know, most of them will probably say no I've never heard of this band. Mm. However, most people have heard at least one song or something influenced by them because they're in they're in so many movies if you check their wikipedia page. So many movie creators put their stuff in there. Um, so many creators are influenced by them that their influence is in a lot of other things but no one knows about them themselves Hmm. (laughs) because they never promoted themselves they never tried to be big they just ended up the fact that they are as big as they are considering the effort they went into to not be big um is pretty impressive yeah i
2: i wrote down um like that some of their, like, lyrics describe such normal experiences, but the music accompanied is so not normal and makes completely mundane scenarios sound surreal and sinister.
1: Yes. Just keep coming back to sinister.
2: I don't know. I, I find this band sinister.
1: <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, any other big ones of Deep cuts
2: I, I, I looked them up on um, TV Tropes, and TV Tropes describe them as sounding how a um, David Lynch film feels. Yeah
1: that's, a good, yeah, that's good. I can see that. Mm there's a certain vague unsettlingness to them in general not mm-hmm. all the time i don't think it's always there i don't feel like it's always there and i don't but i also don't feel like i'm as unsettled as you are or at the very least i'm happy to be unsettled possibly
2: i, I wouldn't say it was a bad experience yes. but i think that the like- david
0: lynch comparison uh, is is a really good way of describing how i view the the original of heartbeats of it is communicating the same thing David Lynch communicates the same stuff that everybody else does, just does through he? this. Well, when you get down to it, it have you it,
2: seen a razorhead? What was that communication? I haven't seen a
0: razorhead, but I've watched a lot of Twin Peaks, and I watch all of his weather broadcasts. Um, but he just has this lens that he puts on things. He is still communicating a incredibly similar message, but just through this very radically different way of looking through it. Um, and I think that, like that, kind of sums up. I guess heartbeats of they're saying the same stuff, just very different ways and very different getting, delivery yeah just getting pretty close to the same end point yeah. though
1: sure um while we're quickly on deep cuts any other big song standouts
2: well the second half of the album which I just stand out it just got like all over the place
1: it did start to get a bit all over the place Rock classics is such a weird song
2: which one was that again that's
1: that one where it's really slow
2: oh uh, is that where she's like singing about like these completely normal things about like just drinking tea and she makes it, and, then she sh- and she ends about like fucking someone's brains out. Yeah, it? that's
1: it. <laughs> um, and it's it's kind of got it's musically the best way I can describe it is like an elephant circus <laughs> song, where it's just like very sounds like doo, 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 doo. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, of, I, I wrote yeah. down
2: that like a bunch of albums on these feel like they're from a completely different album from completely different bands. This, this is yeah, I, I wrote down at, at one point I thought the Spotify had switched me to a different yes. like musician
1: this this album in particular i would say is the least cohesive of them all mm. it's mm-hmm. also the longest if i not maybe not the longest but it has the most tracks by a long shot
2: mm-hmm. I, I put down next to behind the bushes the melancholy of mo
1: what the, the melancholy oh, of mo from mo? The simpsons yeah oh no. mo right yeah i get you yeah 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 all right that makes sense <laughs> um, so
2: and then, like, Handyman is like this completely this conventional kind of joke. <laughs> I
1: loved Handyman because it sounds like a, they would, a song the village people would write if the construction worker left them and they were bitter about it. <laughs> like, that's how, that's how I get, that's, that's how I interpreted that song initially. <laughs> and the second interpretation I come to is someone having a reputation for giving great hand jobs and then someone getting a rather mediocre one from them. And he's like, I thought you were the Handyman. That, like this <laughs> like both great interpretations. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's really enhanced my appreciation just, of that song.
1: Sure, it sounds like a confidence man song. If you've ever heard any confidence man, uh, I don't they're a new-ish men. Australian kind of. They're, I guess they're a they're like a kind of electro pop kind of outfit, mm-hmm. and they do they're they're confidence man and they're unabashedly confident. All their songs are about fucking people's man and <laughs> this being better than you. Uh, and they've got this kind of swagger and confidence to them, uh, and it sounded like the, all their songs are kind of this fun party songs, and it sounded the most like that. Yeah, and this just... was made like probably ten years before any confidence was song. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: yeah. uh, this is now is very spacey song. It like, is like sounded like a song from space. Yes, about being in space.
0: What do you have on your list from this? Uh, so this was my earlier comment of "Got yes. to Let You" Yes. Um, as being just oversaturated candy uh it, it was this was one of the songs that uh was just overpowering to me and thinking oh mm, this is music i wrote <laughs> down
2: i just wrote down kind of jazzy next to it <laughs> yeah
0: um i did i did end up putting heartbeats and girls down out on this and and yeah handyman made the cut as well uh i was kind of hanging out in the bridge um i don't recall what what those were like but they were at least good enough to get toe to tapping. Stuff. yeah <laughs> okay
2: i like when the guy sings i feel like he should sing more
1: he yeah he did come he comes in a little bit but yeah he doesn't do it too often mm. uh, like
2: I, I don't i don't dislike the girl's like very high voice but i don't know it's kind of I, I i think i prefer deep vocals yeah. like or deeper vocals like high vocals they feel too much like shh. it's like i don't <laughs> is know Is that how they
1: feel or is that you thinking
2: it's like um like high vocals i feel like i i they don't film it they don't satiate me they're like sugar without like when you want to stay carbs yeah exactly that's the right yeah i think i think i don't i think that's one of the reasons why i didn't enjoy this band as much as i could i prefer i like stock songs that feel like a steak
1: yeah (laughs) this band doesn't feel like a steak it
2: feels more like really weird fairy floss
1: okay sure (laughs) That sounds fair. What would you describe this band as tasting like? Then? <laughs> oh,
2: or oh, 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 like it's like we- weird foreign lollies. All whereas right. you, when you're eating them, you can't decide if you like the taste.
1: That's a great, that's a great one. Mm. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah. Fairy floss comparison is apt, uh, but it also has hundreds and thousands in there of just these weird crunches that you're not <laughs> expecting. Um, and every now and then, you're like, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm getting what they're coming. To- oh, mm. oh. Okay, no, that was, I wasn't expecting that, wasn't expected, that <laughs> one. It's like um, my
1: stepdad told, tells a story about when he went to Japan, he went to Mount Fuji. And there's actually, the problem with going to Mount Fuji is people think you can go to Mount Fuji. You mm-hmm. can technically, there are things to do there. But like Mount Fuji isn't like a place, it is a region. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more that you, you need a car really to do Mount Fuji. Um, but he went up there anyway And on the mountain itself There was very little food There was just these kind of takeaway stalls And he got this bowl Like thing It was like a fried bowl he was like Oh this will be kind of good And he bit into it And it was like Filled with this, like, octopus and this really black ink and all of that. And he was like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. (laughs) I don't think he would have hated it if he had known what it was. Mm. But biting into it, he was just like, I have to finish this because I'm so hungry. (laughs) But it's also like, this is not what I wanted. Like Mm. it, but I don't have any other choices. And that's sometimes maybe possibly what the experience of this might be for Mm. other people, depending. Mm. I would say this band is an acquired taste. Yeah, Um, I think that's fair to say. Which... I think possibly you might find, but not you, Golly, probably, but Claire, you might find yourself coming back later on and appreciating different parts because I did doing it now.
2: Yeah, I think there are yeah. a few songs I might like because I, I I did um back before I like listened to the rest of the band. I did listen to. Your mother's health, our mother's, we share our we mother's share health. We share our mother's, your yeah. mother's health. Yeah, <laughs> We share
1: your sh- mother's yeah. health. <laughs> yeah. I did go back
2: and, because like I had that playlist that was for the Young Avengers comic yeah. and there were a few songs on there that I'd go back and re-listen to and that was one of it.
1: Yeah, I think this is a band, I think, where it it grows on yeah. you, I think, more than it is something that, some of these immediately stood out to me, but some of this does grow. Mm. Um, it's similar to how I would write like Coheed and Cambria to me. Is a growing band in that a lot of the time when you listen to a lot of their stuff, you it doesn't it, can blend. But if you listen to it, more, the more you listen to it, the more you get. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have that yeah.
2: experience with them. Like a lot of their songs, are like they don't really stick out for me. A few of them do, mm-hmm. but like...
1: But if you listen through to the whole album and if you also understand the narrative, like the little story that they're trying to tell, uh, repeated listens reward you a lot for mm-hmm. Coheating Cambria. They don't... I think a similar thing for this. Shall we move on to the next album? Okay. Mm -hmm. Halfway through. Uh, Silent Shout.
2: I wrote down... This one reminds me a bit of Churches.
1: Yes, this is very Churches. This is very... I was thinking about that after we recorded the first episode that I don't know what band I would um, compare this to, Mm. but I actually thought later it's Churches in general. Um,
2: I'm not sure... I'm glad you said that because I wasn't sure if it's just because... There was another song with the word mother in it from this Churches which was on the same playlist. The, it,
1: this this album in particular yeah. is very Churches, yeah. I would say. Um it's very much like that. This is the shortest album I think. Let me double check that. Uh it definitely is from a track perspective and I think the thing about silent shout that gets me. Yes,
0: this one's 11 tracks,
1: which is definitely shorter than Deep Cuts which is I think 23. It's 48 minutes uh deep cuts is 55 for 17 17 tracks yeah uh debut is 53 and shaking the habitual is at least an hour because of all of it's amp. an hour and a half um (laughs) despite being less tracks than deep cuts it is almost twice the length (laughs) so (laughs) that's fun um so
2: that was more an experience um, than an album yes um I, I wrote down that I like how clean and sleek this album yes. is. And I wrote down it sounds like cold corporate sci-fi.
1: It does. This is a very different vibe to mm. Deep
0: Guts for sure. So, like, the standout song in this one was a Forest Families, which I've listened okay. to again just recently. Oh, I and, can't remember that. Uh, it's, it was just, like, a kind of ambience yes. sort of one. Um, it, it is. Uh, similar to the soundtrack of... It, it's kind of a genre that is coming up in a lot of soundtracks these days, which is great, like, the uh the video game control or the loki show um or infinity train uh having a lot of these synth dark synth wave mm-hmm. is a genre that i'm starting to get my teeth into and yeah. elements of that were definitely in here
1: yeah this is definitely a this is the coldest sounding album i would say i
2: think i like the first half of this album more than the second half
1: i think i like they both have they're both different but they're both valid to me like one hit is such a great song for me um it's <laughs> you can't I'm... remember any of them no so i I, know, <laughs> I wrote down
2: my all my notes are about the first half of the album because yeah, i think that's what stood sure. out for me i i think i think we share our mother's health is still my favorite i think it's probably the happiest sounding song
1: yeah it's um it is definitely a happy sounding song mm. i don't think it is a happy song like i'm not sure it's... yeah once again i don't think thematically it is
2: I, I I was trying to figure out what the lyrics were, and I thought maybe it was about her and her brother and being Scandinavian, because they're talking about coming it's down very, in the
1: north. It's very Viking-esque. Yeah. It's very much like we were promised good shit in Greenland, and it wasn't green. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the vibe I get from it, Which, but I don't think that's the point
2: of it. I, I, I need to look up the lyrics again, but when I, maybe I'm misremembering. When I first read the lyrics, I just... I don't know, I thought it was about them being Scandinavian And bringing the Scandinavian vibe It does
1: have a very Scandinavian vibe in general So yeah. that might be it We both took we both took Scandinavian vibe from it One hit, they modulate her voice down mm. So she had a deep voice for that And you don't remember it So <laughs> would you like to explain why you're a filthy liar, Claire? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe But they gave, just, you just, know, they gave you steak They gave you steak I, 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 um... It was vegan steak It was, it was fake steak Fake steak <laughs> Um, you don't have to actually justify yourself <laughs> if you're trying.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to remember. I I wrote down most of my um notes were around um
1: the first half you've mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: like ma- I I wrote most of my notes around Marble House. Marble House is one that left an impression on me.
1: Marble House is marble house is one i can never hold on to very really? much no I,
2: I, I had the opposite like marble house was one of the ones that stood yes. out it was i it had this really cool percussive opening and then uh like it also sounded it like sounded familiar like i'd heard a similar song before
1: yeah it is it's one it's more conventional sounding mm, i guess that's all right that's um, probably it
2: and it had but it has some cool sound effects on it
1: yeah for sure anything from here Oh, I did like Neverland. That stood out to me
0: as oh, well.
2: Oh, yeah, Neverland stood out. It was, I, said, I said that was nice and thick sounding.
0: Yes. I thought that was on
1: your list. No, maybe?
0: so my list for this one ended up being Silent Shout, The Captain, We Share Our Mother's Health, and Forest Families. Okay. Um, yeah, Marble yeah. House didn't... So it says here the Marble House is a uh, combination with a J.J. Jonason. Yes. uh famously the newspaper man from spider-man <laughs> he's, he wants pictures of the knife yes that's what he wants he's
1: he moved on from his spider-man <laughs> phase and he's like i need pictures of this band <laughs> he's might have to I'm, go into I'm hiding d- i'm done
0: with pictures i want audio yes yeah, so <laughs> want music. audio of the knife <laughs> pictures are old yeah. music is in
1: you know what we need some kind of audio newspaper <laughs>
0: That's he all does I did. do a podcast in the new spider-man films yes. he does like an alex Isn't he jones basi- yeah he's basically yeah. alex jones
2: in the new one god oh, i shit. hope they
0: just like dial up that part of him and just punch him in the gut yeah just,
2: <laughs> oh that would be nice. And,
0: like spit on him or something just have him die don't be subtle about it <laughs> yeah but i guess
1: my big standouts here were probably a yeah, neverland we shower mother's health i think is a standout in general mm. and one hit I think one hit was really is Which really really, really one good. Hit? It's they they pitch her voice down and it's got this kind of um almost Doctor Seuss vibe to it. A little bit. It's it's got like um it's got like a kind of part where she'll say something and there'll be like almost a choir of almost Alice in Wonderland sounding like people in the background who will kind of repeat it.
2: I think I think I just that one was a bit slow for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and because, like, we share our mother's health and, like, Silent Shout and everything, we're, like, so good. That you like one. the
1: faster stuff, is yeah. what I'm getting here. Yeah. And it is a very slow song. Yeah. But if you if you really listen Although to I, it, it's, I, I like it a lot.
2: I wrote down that I liked on and off or off and on because it was kind of soothing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. True. All right. Any other big thoughts about this one?
2: Um, there was a lot of weird percussion in it that was kind of, like, like, Sped up ASMR (laughs) thing.
1: I could see that. I the thing I think I appreciated most about this, and this used to be probably my least favorite, but I think it's probably come up to be probably my second favorite or so. I appreciate its brevity and its restraint. Mm. It has I feel like some of the others, there was not enough editing of ideas at times, which is a problem you get with people like artists who are sometimes like i don't want editors i don't want a label and all of that Mm. that you can make some amazing stuff without that but you can also make some utter garbage yeah because sometimes you need someone to come in and say do you really need this
0: yeah editing is a really important part in all kinds of art because uh, a lot of art is telling a story of some kind Mm uh and you may have a lot of stuff which is good to go into a thing but if it doesn't help the overall point it will detract from it it's, yeah. it's a, a good comparison is card games you're building a Yu-Gi-Oh magic deck you've got a ton of amazing cards if you put them all in there you'll get a 200 card deck and you'll never draw the card that yeah, you want that- and it'll be a terrible deck if you refine it down to just the barest 40 cards that are specific to your thing yeah. you will have a good deck that yep.
2: was the nerdiest possible like I you am full of those just...
0: <laughs> are you
1: aware of who you're talking
0: to um <laughs>
2: But still, that was like...
0: (laughs) That's my metaphor that I would use if I were a character on Yu-Gi-Oh! Because they solve all problems in Yu-Gi-Oh! through card game metaphors. I do think this was their most commercially successful
1: album, Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. It's also... Yeah, I do think... just In general, editing this down, keeping it tighter, having... It has more memorable songs to it. And I think it's just... It's a bit more focused... Is the most focused out of all of them, I would say. Yeah,
2: I'd say that's... By a
1: long way.
0: Mm. Uh, Still
2: some weird stuff in there, yes. though.
0: So just looking at uh, them on Spotify, Heartbeats is their biggest song of yeah. 66 million. Pass This On at 28 million. Then we have Silent Shout at 15 million and Marble House at 9 million. And mm-hmm. then in fifth place, I think this is a bad It's list. a new song. Uh,
1: so I think Spotify will put newer... Manhood is their... Fifth one, right? Uh, yeah, that's a new release, and the new releases are weighted more because they have more recent. While it has way less listens, it has gained them in such a short period yes. of time. Yeah, that, okay, that makes sense. Come up in the algorithm, so that's why you've got that there. If you look at the whole stuff, I get my glasses and see if I can see from over there. Yeah, um, but yeah, as a general rule. Their singles have a huge
0: amount of exposure, and the rest of it not so much. I mean, that's kind of a thing with most bands, I guess. So yeah, um, like there's there's so many bands that I know. My dad would say you'd listen. Uh, some bands you'll listen to every song on the album. Some bands you'll listen to two. Yes, and that's it. Um, so, any final thoughts and silent shout for you, Goldie? Um, I think I remember liking a lot of it because it had more of the dark, dark synthwave mm. sort of vibe, which I'm just into at the moment. In that way, it, the sinister part of it made sense. Mm-hmm. The other ones, I guess, can feel uh, confusing uh, and intimidating. These one is, oh no, I get, I get you, I get your sh- your shtick here. Yeah. You're being big spooky, and, yes. I'm, and I'm down for that. <laughs> you're being big spooky. The other ones, it's this seems really fun, but you're also yes. being scary. I'm confused. Yes. <laughs> I would say, while this one
1: definitely is very dark in its kind of aesthetic it does also feel like the least unsettling i would say I don't know, there's another, yeah in
2: some ways. there's another there's another one that's about rape and chemical castration in there <laughs>
0: there's, there's a lot of that in general yeah so but yeah, in terms of mood it's like it's more conventional in that yeah it, it, the other ones are scary because uh, i don't get i don't understand them these ones i kind of understand them Uh, And so they're less scary, but they're they're nicer for it. Um, it, Less unpredictable. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I find the whole vibe of the band in general hard to understand. Are you... You're not a happy people, but you... I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what your deal is, guys.
1: I think that's on purpose. Yeah. They don't want you to know what their deal is. Mm. Which is one of the reasons why, like, with the lyric sites and all of that, Mm -hmm. um, where people are like, this is what this song means. They don't know anything about what the song means Mm. because they don't actually these guys don't talk about what their songs are a lot uh, at all they don't really talk a lot about what they do they don't do they did one interview ever i think for any kind of mainstream thing they don't talk about what they do or their thought processes or what this means um it's all just out there for you to figure out hmm. so i guess it really what's really standing out for me in this conversation is how each of us have taken a very different interpretation of a lot of this band Mm. and how we all have interpreted the same things very differently. And I think that's one of the things I like about it a lot. Um, So we move on to shaking the habitual and then I can see you (sighs) burning with questions, Goldie. So let me... um, Let's just run through the last of this to keep some level of structure to this podcast. And then you can blitz me with questions. Does that sound (laughs) fair? Cool. So this used to be my favorite one. It is not anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Because... God, the point I made about editing and brevity was lost in this one, for sure. And a lot of this doesn't sound like a song. Yeah, I guess is kind of the big thing.
2: Um, I I wrote down here that I got a very dark ambient and dark in- like ambient industrial vibe from yes, the album. Yes,
1: very much so. Um,
2: like I'm actually kind of into um. A dark ambient but like the fact that it's like so sort of dark ambient but not like fully dark ambient yeah. kind of like i would say this
1: is fully dark ambient I don't know. how much more dark ambient do you want
2: well i listen to dark ambient like and it's but like da- dark ambient it's like it's like i don't know um about cthulhu like the you can see that it's like it's got like it, it it fully commits to being dark ambient in its I themes. I think this fully whereas, commits to
1: being dark ambient. I don't
2: know this felt more like experimental. I
1: could see and the earth ambient. being ripped apart by mining machines. To this, <laughs>
2: fair, yeah, fair enough.
1: Like that's kind of um, the vibe I get from a lot of it. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I wrote I wrote out my first like the first song I think as a tooth for an eye or something.
1: I that is still mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. ever. That has but, stayed in my top five favorite songs for. Pretty much 12 years now.
2: And certainly an- uh, um, another very tropical sounding one. It is. But um, the main note I made about this song is that I could swear I could hear her saying ice, ice, ice to meet you, like no. Mr. Freeze. <laughs> no. And I just, that's all I could hear throughout the whole thing was that she was like Scandinavian, Mr. Freeze.
1: <laughs> that's not what it was. So. <laughs> but, but that's
2: exactly what it sounded like.
1: It's about capitalism.
2: Yeah, but like... It sounds like it's about Mr. Freeze, and I. It, it doesn't, but okay.
1: It's very uh, look. That's I guess yeah. It's, I, it's I've listened ver- to this enough that I can understand what she's saying. What were you going to say?
0: Uh, it's a very surface-level observation, but just uh, looking at the names of some of these, we have some which sound like they'd be very much my deal of "without you, my life would be boring" or "wrap your arms around me." Even "a tooth for an eye," and then we get "fracking fluid injection," <laughs> yes. uh, "old dreams waiting to be realized," "networking," "stay out here," <laughs> yes. like just the the dichotomy in titles. Even yes,
1: there's a lot of dichotomy in general, but yeah, I do love "tooth for an eye." Um, mm. uh, did you watch the music video for that? Yeah, I did. Yes. It's um
2: I wrote down that the old guy dances like me.
1: Yeah, I liked <laughs> Did you check in the description they actually explained yeah. the point of the video? Did you end up reading that? Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of it all?
2: Um Yeah, I mean, like it's it's not my kind of music video. I like the ones where
1: You like weird shit. Yeah,
2: I do like weird shit. Yeah. But like, it was it was sweet.
1: It is a sweet video. Um, and I do like, yeah, this is an incredible song mm. and this, it's long as well. It's, this is one of the few, a lot of the albums on, a lot of the songs on this album are like over five, six minutes long. And this one is no exception, but this is the only one that I feel like had enough, its idea was good enough to justify. It, yeah, it didn't have like long droning nine. weird yeah.
2: sections. Yeah,
1: and... because Full of Fire is also a great song. I love Full of Fire. I think Full
2: of Fire is my favorite of this album. I thought it would be.
1: (laughs) Um, But Full of Fire, I realized listening to this, I went to skip Full of Fire about six minutes in, about three or four times before Mm. I had to remind myself, no, I am listening to this for a podcast. I have to listen to it all the way through. And I thought, when was the last time I listened to Full of Fire all the way through? Mm. And it was the first time I listened to it. And then after that, I listened to it for about five minutes. And I'm like, great, I've heard all of this song now. Because you
0: said that the first half of this album was... you remember you remember yes. liking this album but then you realize it was just the first couple and then yeah. dunking the rest because I, I like a two for an eye i love full of fire
1: i love for, a two for an eye and i love full of fire and i love without you my life would be boring mm-hmm. i don't mind cherry on top and then i stopped listening after that most of mm. the time i don't think i listen to much else past that when i listen to the album i just stop there and i go great time to listen to something else and i don't think i ever realize that i do that <laughs> a lot yeah mm.
2: oh. I, I wrote down that Full of Fire reminded me of Nine Inch Nails.
1: Yes. I had someone describe Full of Fire as like what OCD sounds like. Uh, but I don't <laughs> know if that would be true or not. But it's I can see it's almost frustratingly repetitive. A little bit. Mm,
2: I, I said it had a deranged industrial sound. It
1: does. It's got that kind of...
2: Like, I don't know if I have mm-hmm. OCD, but my repetitive thoughts don't sound like anything entertaining. They just sound like... Yeah. You're obstructing me from enjoying yes. my life, and I wish you'd go away. Fuck off. Okay. Like we've been through this literally ten thousand times. Could you not, please? I just I'm having I'm trying to have a great time. Sure. Shut up.
1: I guess I get to that point about six minutes into the song. Mm-hmm. So um, fair enough. But it's yeah. What do you what do you think of this?
0: Um, none of these made. I made my I noticed list. that uh, <laughs> it's none of made major list. Like. uh, While I was listening to all of these, I was building one of my Gundam kits. Um, So I'd be listening to them. And yeah, the industrial parts coming out. I remember, I'm assuming it was Old Dreams Waiting to be Realized because it's the 20-minute song on here. (laughs) Um, That There was at least a couple uh, on here which was just ambience to the point of uh, this is disturbing and I don't... This is... (laughs) Before it's been... I'm not enjoying listening to some of these, but this is... I don't want to listen to this. Uh, This is... I really want to skip to the next. I'm not gonna, but I
1: really... uh. I got that as well with this one. And I think part of that, I suspect, is by design. Because I think this is meant to make you uncomfortable because it's meant to reflect, I think, a lot of the shit we are doing badly as a race a lot of the Mm -hmm. time. Um, Like, it's a lot about this destroying good things and all that kind of stuff and it's not meant to feel comfortable to listen to yeah but that also doesn't make me want to listen to
0: it <laughs> yeah i can appreciate the artistic yeah. value of that if that's yeah. your intent good yes. you did it you made something i don't enjoy you've made an entertainment piece that i don't find entertaining no. you deliberately made it that way cool good well job but
1: <laughs> it succeeds in what it sets out to do but yeah. i don't think i like what it sets out to do yeah, yeah. it's, it's it, yeah. it
2: reminded me of stuff like um a lot of the old industrial artists, like mm. the the ones that do the more discordant kind of music or yeah. like um I, I could almost see them collaborating with like the swans or something. Fair enough. <laughs> or like I don't know. Um I I I, I I I put like Cherry on Top, it's like the most disturbing song and it's got the like nicest lyrics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all about nice food. Yeah. <laughs> kids no, it's probably about more than that, but um, lyrically, I only know the lyrics well to some of these. Uh, I put I put you know,
2: down t- I, I put down um, next to "Without You, My Life Would Be Boring." Sure, sounds like it's about water sports.
1: It <laughs> is, to an extent. <laughs> yeah, it is about marking your territory, literally. <laughs> yeah, there we go, as they often do. Um, but it
2: I certainly fit into the just, modern music scene. What these did days. Yes,
1: What did you feel about how that song sounded? I love how I love this song. It's one of the. It's a oh, great one. It's all right it's got that kind of like I think
2: I got distracted once I looked up the lyrics
1: yeah it's got it's a like, that's the
2: first time I've ever heard about someone's soul being elf piss
1: well no it's marked by it not being
2: mm, I think I thought it said it was elf piss
1: a handful of LP marks my soul
2: oh okay I, I mean I interpreted <laughs> that as like
1: being made of yeah. LP <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well that's not how I got it at least but that's I think there's, a lot of this is up to interpretation in general, I think it's kind of one of it's one of the reasons why I like it. I guess so. I
2: I, I really was kind of hoping that "Wrap Your Arms Around Me" was going to be a cover of "Throw Your Arms Around Me,"
1: no. <laughs> but
2: it was still a good song otherwise. Anyway, the lyrics you must were...
1: have been brutally disappointed <laughs> by that.
2: <laughs> I mean, I was like, wow! I can I'm really curious to see what this band's take of that song is going to be, but it, the lyrics are actually way sad.
1: <laughs> I like how you kind of we're hoping for them to just cover another band's songs. (laughs) At that point, you're just like, God, I hope this is something else. Well, I'd actually
0: be kind of interested to see that because this band has been covered by many other people. It has. Um, By being such interesting source material, Mm. it would be interesting to see them do it the other way around. like, All right, let's take uh, some modern songs and let's do what we think they should be.
2: What album, what song would you like to see them cover?
0: If they're going to
1: cover someone else's. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. i um, going to have to give that a little bit... Give me a second to think about that. Okay. Do you guys have any preferences there?
0: I think mm. uh, ACDC's Long Way to the Top. <laughs> That'd be nice. Um, I think that... Because th- they're all about... Yeah, the same message through a different lens. Mm. Um, and I think that I could also see them... Uh, I can't remember what the actual name of the song is, but Say Something I'm Giving Up On You, like the mm. super sad song about like uh relationships falling apart and grandparents dying it's just the most like heartbreaking song and yeah i'm sure they could pull something really interesting out of that i would
1: probably want them to give paper lung by under oath a go
2: they do seem to like singing about lungs
1: yes they do like lungs <laughs> uh, i also wouldn't mind them doing the entire willing well series from coheeding cambria that's me. a series of four songs that are 20 minutes long in total, but there's a lot more happening in them. Uh, I would love to see what they would do with that. Um, so, either of those two, I guess. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to say Nick Cave, but that's probably because Nick Cave was like something we mentioned earlier. Mm. <laughs> and so Nick I Cave can't would be a good one. Yeah, but like. Red Nick Cave, hand would be great. Nick Cave also has like very dark lyrics. He does. Dark is. and complex, But like his songs sound warmer. So, and like his yeah. his voice is very deep, so it'd be very weird to hear like a. They pitch cold her voice down a lot mm.
1: whenever she takes a male point of view. Whenever she's kind of singing from what is meant to be a male point of view, they pitch her voice down, oh, mm. which okay. is why in one hit she does the whole thing with her voice down because it's about toxic masculinity and domestic violence, and she sings from the perspective of a domestic violence perpetrator who mm. sees nothing wrong with what he does. Mm.
0: Um, so it's kind of the. Yeah. It's so TikTok equivalent, I think it's TikTok, or where like for visual shorthand to yes. describe a woman, they put a towel over their yeah, head.
1: pretty much. Um. But like, so they'll do that by pitching her voice down, mm. and it happens in a few ones. There's one in deep cuts where she talks about letting her dick hang out of her pants. Oh yeah, I like that one. Um, yes, yes.
0: That okay? No, that one did. Okay, it's coming back to me now because that song starts with that yeah. lyric, and I thought, holy shit. <laughs> That, that sent me, that was the most powerful thing that I've heard in a long time of, uh, I keep my dick hanging out of my pants so it can point out what I like. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably my one of the, my favorite things that I did get out of this. <laughs> of just, holy shit, that is not wrong. That is genius and terrible. And the, a person who would do that would be incredibly powerful. Yes, <laughs> It says, so, uh, there's a lot
1: going on in that album, <laughs> including those weird little skit bits. All
2: right. I, I wrote that networking makes me feel like Hive and Swarm of Insects.
1: Networking sounds like networking should sound, mm. in my opinion. When I was like, yep, this song is called networking. That's how it sounds. It sounds like networking. <laughs> uh, let, okay.
2: I also said that I really like the voice of the guest singer on Stay Out of Here.
1: Yes, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Stay Out of Here is a powerful statement
2: can't remember what the lyrics were i just remember liking the voice
1: yes it's just it's the stay out of here is a nice title for something like fucking don't all right let's finish let's get some final thoughts on shaking the habitual what are we what are we thinking
0: uh yeah so a lot of the just powerful ambience of ambient music people i think anyone who hasn't understood it before goes well why would i just want to listen to sounds and you go well it's not sounds it's it's this other stuff mm-hmm. this is kind of what uh i would see of that there's a lot of this in ambience of like well no sorry there's 20 minute tracks of it's just not my not my beat really i can understand that
2: uh yeah probably a bit too experimental for my taste. like i like i like dark industrial but um i mean dark ambient but like like the dark like, I'm less of a skinny poppy fan and more of a Nine Inch Nails fan. Mm. If that makes any sense.
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, I would say, yeah, for this one, it's it's got a great opening series of tracks, followed by your mileage may vary, mm. depending mm. on kind of what you're into after that. Um, it's, it's definitely the least accessible of the four we've spoken about, and it's not where I would start. That yep. said, A two For An Eye, I reckon, is a good enough song on its own that mm. you could just listen to that and enjoy that, I would say. It's also so different from the rest of the album. It's so nice, mm. happy. Um, in, like, a capitalist, we're happy because we've got way more than we need at the Expensive Everyone Else kind of way. But yeah, It's a very... I just love that song's kind of Afrobeat sort of vibe to it. It's very... It takes you on a journey and it never gets old. Mm-hmm. I think it's what I really love about it. It's just so vibrant and that. But yeah. Okay. So any other big things to point out question? Yada, yada, yada.
0: Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything much else. Um, yeah. Really? I, so I guess out of all of that, um, yeah, I know how you got into it uh i know a lot of the stuff that you find interesting about it um what makes you stay what makes me stay yeah um uh, i can see i know and i'll go and listen back through my best of because there is stuff yeah. that i like in this of uh, there's there's just some good nice background bops yep. there's lyrics which i've yet to fully mm. process which i will on further sure. listen throughs but as as a whole this band uh like a couple of these songs I enjoy, but I don't enjoy the band. You do enjoy this band. Yes. What makes you stay about this band? Nothing
1: sounds like this band. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've struggled to find any like kind of equation for them. And we've come up with like a 100 different ones. Like, yeah. there's, nothing sounds like this. And I think um, on the Two for an Eye video, there's someone who's commented like, I've been trying to find something like this because I love this for... Years, and I can't do it It doesn't exist And that's true It mm-hmm. doesn't I can't think of anything That sounds like that And a lot of what's on this It's In some ways You can kind of see tangents In places But nothing sounds like this band And I don't think Anything ever will mm-hmm. And it's Because um, we're at the point now Where we should be seeing Derivatives of this band If that makes sense Yeah um, When did
0: this band start again? They're the first young.
1: album was 2002 Oh, okay. That's Heartbeat, uh, Deep Cuts was 2004 and Shaking the Habitual was 2013. We should have seen influences from these albums now and we don't mm-hmm. really, I don't think. Not a huge amount. And so, at least not that I'm aware of in a lot of that stuff. So, I just I don't think there is ever going to be, at least for a very long time, a band like this in terms of how it sounds and how it presents itself. It's entirely unique. Yeah, uh, I can't
2: really think of anything that the band like is about. Like, the last album's clearly about, like, capitalism. It's
1: all about gender politics. Yeah, Like, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of gender politics. There's a lot of um, social inequality. They're a very political band Mm. in general. Uh, Musically, they're about whatever they feel like being about. Yeah. I guess. Um, But there's that... They're just... There's nothing quite like this at all. Mm. And I think that's both why I like it and secondly, why... I stay because there's there's nothing to replace this mm. at any point for me, um, and it's it just does it. A lot of this sounds like how my brain sounds as well. Mm-hmm. I think like um, there's different albums depending will reflect on different parts of how I'm feeling at different points. It also all of this imprinted on me during my musical development phase of life. Right, like, you know, you're you're late. The mid-teens where you're kind of really what imprints on you there stays with you and that's it. Oh, like, there's a lot of evidence for that. Hmm.
2: Spotify is recommending me Bjork now because I've been listening to this so much. Yes.
1: Do you see, I think I made a comparison to Diane word before. Do you see any of that?
2: Oh, Diane word has got such a different everything like besides the up uh, like the, the squeaky lyrics like i can't yeah. really s- like the the, I, the only thing that i can see is that they're both weird and they've both got squeaky lyrics yes. and they're both a man and a woman i guess but like <laughs> the, i don't know from what i've seen of diane woods their whole vibe is completely different
1: yeah they are they do have a very different energy they take themselves way less seriously mm. diane Wood do
2: i don't know do they do anything political they don't really seem political they try
1: to I don't think they do it well. Mm. Um, they do a lot of... A lot of Diane Wood's politics, which they try to do, doesn't read well in today's political climate um, because they've, they'll have they do, like... Um, they've got this... They've got that whole whether you're black or white doesn't matter kind of philosophy, which nowadays doesn't read particularly well because it does matter, I guess, if mm. that makes sense. Like, there is it's important to people their their mm-hmm. race identity and for Diane would that whole kind of who cares about all this race stuff it, it reads is a bit um in that in by nowadays standards it re- I think it reads is a bit immature to a lot of the general population so they they've scaled it back because they got a lot of backlash for things like they do a lot of blackface stuff and they're meant to be like you know, we could all be any race, but that's not really what it comes across as. It comes across as we don't care about who we upset yeah. or we're trying to be edgy. Like they they don't know how to present. The, I don't think Diane would know how to present their views in the way that they would like it to come across. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of make
0: sense? Mm. Like they're like... I know that um, yeah. there's there's a line from a, uh, a won- wonderful YouTube show uh, that will probably be another podcast called the gay and wondrous life of caleb Gallo," mm-hmm. um but there's a character relating the story to another uh and keeps specifying what race each person is and eventually the listener uh stops him and goes well hang on hang on why do you why do you keep doing this this could be a colorblind story yes. and the teller says well i want to fill it with, with color yes um yeah. uh that that's not racism that's yes. i want it to be diverse yes um and making that point of like well you d- race blindness mm-hmm. It doesn't really help. Like I get the I get the reason as to why that has come about. It's a it's a way of affirmative action to try yes. to put everyone on the same playing yep. level, but erasing differences isn't isn't the path. It's the issue with equality versus
1: equity. Yes. Uh, where it's people should get what they need, not everyone should get the same thing. Yes. Um, and I think that's I think Diane were I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here mm-hmm. because they could also <laughs> just be they do have a habit of Resorting to shock yeah. Um, and so I am giving them the benefit of the doubt That they are not just shock Kind of artists sort of things Trying to cover their tracks with this The The way they present their politics Is very much that equality over equity approach right? Um, and that was very much 20 years ago now In terms mm. of the mindset of everything And I don't think they've really caught up To the issues people have with it um, they kind of resort I think to some of that everyone's so sensitive nowadays sort of stuff When oh. it's like but um, with the knife I feel like a lot of their politics has stayed relevant in fact it's probably more so yeah Well, nowadays I mean, yeah
0: unfortunately it is still relevant because yeah just... they're, they're talking about all these horrible things which it's... haven't changed domestic no. violence yes. uh, gender inequality um, uh, a man a man beats their wife that still happens it's and just... there's still very similar reasons as to why that happens yeah so, I guess to summarize my thing around this, yep, yeah, there's
1: no there's no band like this. Uh, they provide such an interesting experience to listen to, I to me like in terms of just everyone who listens to the knife, I think takes away something a little bit different. And this podcast has probably demonstrated that mm. that I think we all have different views of this. Yeah, I think there's a really good other. reasons to
0: follow this band. That yeah. there's there's nothing like them, and there
1: may not be. Sure. Um, any big final takeaways from you guys here?
2: Probably nothing that I haven't already said. Sure. I, th- I feel like I've said a lot already.
1: What was your favourite album?
2: Oh, I've already said that um, I think it's the first one, but I'm not sh- so sure anymore. You're not so sure. Yeah.
1: What was What's the next contender?
2: Uh, I feel like Deep Cuts and... Um, what you call the other one? Silent Shout were...
1: The fact that you I, can't decide between the three of them, to me, is a good sign.
2: <laughs> like, I think I... But maybe I, I like deep <laughs> you didn't cuts. look impressed
1: by that. No, I, Like,
2: like I think Deep Cuts and um, uh, Silent Shout, like, individual songs off those I, cu- I like quite a bit, but, like, mm. then the other yes. ones I was a bit more eh on, yes. whereas with the first one, Just. like, it was more consistently good, but I didn't like the songs quite as much. Yeah, they have so. such
0: wide val- yeah. variety, not only uh album to album but within the album itself mm. um that it's difficult to say this one overall you can average them but then that's just a maths mm. thing uh like you said you listen to the first four songs then hate the rest <laughs> um it's no longer your first favorite album but it still contains your favorite songs yes
1: yeah fair enough i guess goldie do you have anything to finalize on this i know this wasn't to your taste and i
0: appreciate you I, pushing through it that's i a i am very deep respect <laughs> i am very strongly of opinion for for all of the stuff that we'll bring up we're not going to come across stuff that everybody likes. Uh, it is inevitable and almost encouraged. I like being pushed out of my comfort zone with this sort of media. I uh, used to run a movie movie club where we just randomly pick three movies a night and watch them. Um, and several of them I just really didn't like. But a lot of them I fucking loved and would never have come across otherwise. Um, I want to pay this the respect that it is because this, this band does mean a lot to you. Um, and... I and I need to try new things uh, part of that is finding things that I don't like which yeah I didn't enjoy the band but I do not ever regret listening to them wonderful I think
1: that's a pretty good way to finish this off so we'll see you next time I guess on mm-hmm. this podcast hyperfixation stuff uh, and yeah give us a like give us a subscribe do whatever I think that's YouTube what do you do on podcasts?
0: fucking smash that like button
1: oh, you, you can, rate and review don't you you, you? you can
2: follow podcasts on Spotify whatever
1: you do in your podcast app of choice to say that we are doing a good job do that thank you yep that'd be great we also have an email it's hyperfixation at gmail.com
0: once again that was no, hyperfixationpod, hyperfixationpod pod at gmail.com hyperfixation at gmail.com cool yeah give us an email uh tell us what you like tell us what you didn't like just say hi
1: we will not read Ooh. anything negative
0: <laughs> we, will, we will not. just don't bother i won't do it like it's <laughs>
1: I'm impossible to cyberbully because I simply log off and really go funny. and live the rest of my life. What if it's really funny? Yeah. Uh, I probably still wouldn't read it because it would probably... St- <laughs> if you have some really good sick burns, I'll chuckle at them. <laughs> yeah. But don't just don't bother if you don't
0: like it. If you don't like it, just don't listen to us. Yeah, That's pretty much the easiest 100% thing 100% to unsubscribe. Today. You do... Uh, try, try new things. If you don't like them, this. try other things. That's the point of the podcast. Yes.
1: That's the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> if you don't like something then great you gave it a try hmm. let's move on yep if you don't like this
0: podcast it. oh well send it to your friends maybe they'll like it maybe they'll like it send it to everyone you know
1: yeah F- force d- them to listen to it
0: yeah sit them down say <laughs> you have to over the next two weeks listen to this podcast and tell them yes. what you think all right <laughs> let's wrap it up thank you everyone bye. bye see ya that was our cool podcast hope you liked what we said We're all exhausted now, so it's time for bed. Please tune in next time when we might say crustacean. Until then, it's goodbye from our hyperfixation.